Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the second day of June. I am Paul White. Thanks for joining me. It is Thursday. I will be at the Tabernacle of Hope in Westminster, South Carolina this weekend at 1030 a.m. Eastern Time. Come see us if you would if you're in the area. Pastor Jamie Groover is so wonderful and kind to open his pulpit to me from time to time, and I am thrilled to be there on what is Pentecost Sunday, which falls in so appropriately with where our group is on Tuesday nights and Jamie and his wife are a part of that group as well. And that is we're in the early chapters of Acts looking at the early church. And so Pentecost Sunday falls at such a spectacular time for us in that journey. And of course, we'll air those sermons for you in uh, subsequent weeks. Let's jump back into the text today. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, the Spirit expressly says that in the latter time, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons Verse 2, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. I want to get to two things today. Yesterday we talked about Paul's usage of the Spirit speaking expressly. We talked about Paul's usage of latter times. Today, I want to real quickly take, take your focus to the center of the first verse. They will depart from the faith. Sometimes we take this passage and we think that what Paul is saying is that in the last days a bunch of people are going to backslide. They're going to stop living for God. They're going to sin like crazy. But if you actually pay attention to the context and the, all of the wording that Paul uses here, I do not think that Paul is talking about people who have decided to turn to a life of sin and are sort of snubbing their nose at God, although that's how this gets preached. In fact, this is a, these are verses that are used to condemn moral lifestyles. Preachers have used these verses for years and say, hey, you know, we're living in the last days because look at the way people are living. And most of the time they're pointing at sinners as if sinners were ever supposed to live any other way than sinning. No, we're talking about people who depart from the faith. Okay, so let's let's ignore people who've never met Jesus. That they don't even they're not even in this verse. Let's also ignore those who are have met Christ but go back into a life of sin because Paul doesn't say in the latter times some will turn back to sin. Paul says they're going to depart from the faith. And please understand that Paul is a man of faith in a resurrected Christ and based upon the body of his work. And remember, this is at the end of his life. So we have his entire body of work out behind us. And based upon his body of work, namely Galatians and Romans, Paul believes that faith in Christ is the only thing that counts. Your works count for nothing. In fact, he told the Corinthians, examine yourselves to see if you're in the faith. What's that mean? Take a look at your life and make sure you're not depending on you, that you're not trusting in your works, that you're not trusting in your own performances. Trust Faith in Christ, let, let the faith, he even says this in the Galatians letter, the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. The Greek there, David Bentley Hart writes that so well. He says, I live that by the faithfulness of Jesus. And so it's his faith that I have to depart from if I want to depart the faith. And so Paul is saying that there's always going to be a group of people 
who leave the faith, and they do it by giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Well, what's a doctrine of demons? The doctrines of demons are not, hey, go sin like crazy. The the doctrine of demons would be that which makes you depend on you. And so doctrines of demons and seducing spirits, deceiving spirits, are going to be that which causes you to depart from a faith that trusts Christ. All right, that's the first thing. Here's the second thing from verse 2. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Now let me tell you how I heard this preached and how I used to preach this. I would say in the last days, people are going to backslide because they're going to listen to preaching in which nobody feels bad for sin. Their consciences are seared with a hot iron. And they'll sin like crazy and they won't feel bad for it. Okay, if that's your environment, by the way, when grace comes along and you start preaching the finished work and you tell people there's no condemnation in Christ... That's why people push back against that theology. And they go, see, you guys are out here telling people there's no condemnation. That's not what Paul meant. You're you're leading people astray because you're teaching them that they don't have to feel bad for sin. That they're and you're all you're doing is searing their conscience with a hot iron so they don't feel bad for doing wrong. And you're leading people to hell. I know what I'm talking about. I've heard that argument. I used to make that argument. That's not new. We've been doing that forever. And part of the reason we're doing that is because all we do is read this in the English. We don't see this in the Greek. What Paul says is speaking lies and hypocrisies, having their own conscience, costarazo, which is from which we derive the English word to cauterize, which is where you take heat and apply it to a wound to close the wound. This would also be a brand or a scar. Paul says their conscience are branded, cauterized. Get this. This is the this is the meaning of cauterizo. To take a branding iron to to the skin as a result of your sin. Your as a result of your sin, think about this. Your conscience is so stained from the effects of your sin. This is a person who has a perpetual consciousness of sin. One Greek commentator said, to cauterizo is to have a burning iron placed on you that gives you a perpetual consciousness of your sin. This is not you sin and don't feel bad about it. This is you can't stop thinking about sin. Okay, where do we see that in the Bible? We see it elsewhere. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 1, the law was a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of things, and it could never with those same sacrifices continually year by year Make those who approach perfect for then would they not have ceased to be offered for the worshipers once they were purified would have had no more consciousness of sins. It doesn't say they won't sin anymore. It says they won't be stained by the consciousness of their sins. They won't be sin obsessed. You want to know who Paul's talking about in 1 Timothy 4? People who depart from faith in Christ as their justification 
and carry a perpetual consciousness of sin. And that's all they talk about. It's all they preach about. It's all they sing about. It's all they write about. And you want to know why that's hypocritical? Speaking lies and hypocrisy? Because it always comes out as you people need to stop it. And when you see people pointing, you people need to stop it. I promise you, and so does 1 Timothy 4, that there's hypocrisy there because they can't stop it either. And now, tomorrow, we're going to find out some of the things they were preaching. I'll see you then. God bless.